Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, host of Watching Thrones. To watch this episode live and get to call in and chat with us about Game of Thrones, sign up today for a free trial membership at ScreenJunkies.com. Screen Junkies, and welcome to Watching Thrones. We're here to break down Season 6, Episode 7, Michelle, The Broken Man. Get hype. Get hype. <laughs> I'm excited. Hashtag cocaine bowl and all these other <laughs> theories. Guys, let's dive right into it. I'm Ken Napsock. As I said, this is Michelle Boyd. Hello, everyone. You're playing for Team Winterfell today. A little pickup basketball I action. That's pretty you awesome. You know, I had to. I, you know, you got a little bit of Jon Snow. You got everyone trying to rally around Winterfell. Like, the North remembers. I, exactly. I like it. Joining exactly. us uh, this week uh, again. I'm the uh, anti-glover. You're an anti-glover? <laughs> Spencer, you're back. You're I'm ready. Back. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, sorry. I wasn't here last week. If my Amen. house had words, it would be, I don't work over Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> but uh, I, but always a pleasure to be in the studio. <laughs> it was, it was uh, Kyle Maddox filled in great. And uh, returning as well is Trisha Hirschberger. Hey, guys. What's going on? That Happy to be here. Girl, Trisha. Guys. Yes. The Broken Man, the theme of broken people, <laughs> broken men. Uh, we had a lot of that. Themes about redemption. Can you come back? Can you change? Mm. But the biggest thing, we're going to start. This might be a bit of a house divided. Spencer and I kind of like this episode. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go pro. You too? Nope. Nope. Big shakes of the head. <laughs> nope. Mm. And I think that is kind of the tone that might be the top story for the day. The true top story is the return of our little friend nope. here. Oh. Little friend returns. Yeah. <laughs> Original raw dog. Sandor Clegane is at peace or on his way to peace. We'll find out. We're going to dive into that. But guys, I think kind of the top story, it mirrors here. This table mirrors the internet. Uh, pretty divisive episode. So I'll, I'll let you guys have the floor. Michelle, why were you upset and mad tweeting me last night? <laughs> <laughs> hate-filled tweets. There are some hate-filled messages, yes. It's like, what? Um, I mean, look, I get they're going to have some setup episodes. I understand that. But for me, I thought there was overall just a lot of character assassination in this. There was a lot of unbelievable things for me that I was kind of surprised they would spend a lot of time building up that just didn't go anywhere. And I don't want to like get into specifics right mm -hmm. now. But yeah, overall, I just I wasn't terribly happy with this episode okay. at all. Okay, Trisha? Yeah, for me, I feel like this season has been going at such a great pace. Like, we're like, oh, we're finally not okay, slowed so down you by like the, the books. Okay. We're moving, we're moving, we're moving. This is great. And then last episode, we got a lot of exposition. Okay, mm -hmm. we're setting up for something big. Get it? Sometimes we need to do that. And we were talking about it last week, and we were like, this is all worth it if there's a good payoff. And we're trusting the showrunners that there's a great payoff. Mm -hmm. And I think last night's episode, I was expecting to at least get some payoff from the week before. And instead, I just got a lot more exposition. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and that, to me, was disappointing. Like, I felt like I got zero answers to all my questions from last week. And in fact, just got more questions. And the episode introduced some really exciting things. Right. And yet, you found yourself at the end going, nothing exciting happened. What do, how can you feel after watching that episode, like nothing exciting happened, when the Hound is brought back from the dead, Arya got stabbed, like all this cool stuff happened, and we don't care. Right. I mean, that to me says not great episode. Maybe mm. part of it was because it was a shorter episode. It was and so it's just, much shorter. When 52 minutes, you know, when, yeah. Yeah, when the Hound you know, walks away with the axe, it was like, Oh, that's is it? that it? Blank. Oh, yeah. are we done? Fair okay. points. Fair All points. Right. And, I, and I think, hey, we present a fair and balanced argument here, and I think that's fair points. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys can always weigh in on Twitter at you, uh, hashtag Watching Thrones and Skype in. We'll be taking calls later in the show. Uh, uh, hashtag uh, or, or Skype in at Screen Junkies Plus Live. Spencer, let's uh, maybe present the other side or another wrinkle to well, the debate. I agree, not much happened. Not much yeah. happened last week, but I really sank my teeth into just the quality of the exposition. I love Ian yeah. McShane. I love the dialogue and the performances in this one of Leanna Mormont, that 10-year-old girl. Was she was incredible. And uh, like I said, Ian McShane is this new Septon. He was great. And then the uh, the Oleana Tyrell, Cersei stuff, it was just the lines and the dialogue that every scene I walked away from it saying, that was pretty cool. Uh, even though, taking a step back, nothing really happened. But I just love the performances and I thought it was really well written given what uh, uh, what plot points they I'm had. I'm on board for that. Look, 57 episodes, and I'm not going to even write this in my top 25 at the end of the day, but I do see these seasons as 
you know, 10-part movies. And I think when put it together, binge watch it, this one maybe have a little bit more impact. But I do agree mm-hmm. with you, Trisha. I'm a big hound fan. Michelle knows. Mm-hmm. I think I spoiled it for you because I texted you before. I was like, that, that thing is happening with the thing. Are you watching? Yeah. Are you watching? Are you always like, oh, crap. Okay. Can I, can I, hold on. Can I pause to berate our audience for a second? Yeah. Give me like 15 minutes to start watching the show before you tweet me, the hound's back, the hound's back. I'll get oh, there, okay? Yeah. Maybe I won't be there on the dot of six. Just give me a give me a hot 15 before you spoil it. You know to get off social media if you're not watching right at six. But true. I have six to poop, and what am I going to do on there if not check Twitter? I have to go get a bottle of wine. Right. There's a little bit of prep work involved for tonight, and yeah, I didn't start watching until maybe 6.15, but at 6.05, I was getting messages of like, oh my God, this show is made already. Relax, oh all right? All I, all I asked you was if you were watching, to be fair. Though I did start, I did start barking via text. Um, I could hear your squeeze. You can hear my squeeze. Town. But I don't disagree with you, Trisha. As much as I love the hound and I love this happened, the episode did end and I felt a little like, huh. But I'm with Spencer. Loved it. A lot of the stuff felt like season one Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. The crisp dialogue, the insults, the back and forth. Braun returning was also important for me fun. and fun. Um, Jamie Blackfish. We're gonna break down in, in this stuff, but I kind of come on this side. But it's okay. We can be a house and, divided. And, well, and that's and I agree. Some of the scenes were very brilliantly right. done, and yeah. there were certain things that I would pluck out of it and say that was really cool. I just right. overall for me, like you said, it wouldn't be in my top half. Do you think sure. it's because Fair like enough. we're now in season six and we're so used to seeing episodes that you know end in hard home? And end in wildfire that you know episodes like this were kind of like eh definitely I think that's a great it's coming <laughs> it's gotta be coming oh, right? yeah. we haven't had one big set piece this yeah. whole season so Episode you know they've nine, got baby we're yeah, only you two know they've got yeah. stuff <laughs> in I agree with you Michelle and, and it's, this is not to argue your guys' point or say no. but it's put out mm-hmm. there that I think a lot of times in Game of Thrones seasons about this time we all have this feeling one through five where we look and go wow there's only three episodes left and there's so much to get to I wish they get to it and they do but we forget maybe the marathon not a sprint kind of aspect so I think we're they conditioned do. to be hard home or Ned and Baelish holding the knife to Ned and all these things and when it doesn't happen it, it is mm-hmm. it, you can't avoid that it's a little disappointing That's yeah, right. I, That's I wanted to see Maureen it didn't happen I was sad. You want to see Maureen? That's They're a first. They're getting there. I, I was <laughs> well, Tyrion's there. I, we said yeah. off air, and I, Spencer, maybe you can back me up here. I think the opening credits are getting a little lazy. 100%. I wanted Volantis yes. and Bear Island in the opening credits. Can I make an admission? I uh, I know that it's exactly one minute, 40 seconds long, so I skip ahead <laughs> 140. Fair enough. Well, that's the thing is I used to watch the opening credits to be like, oh, what place are they going to go to? Yeah. What right. kind of cool representation? And now I'm like, no, it's yeah. going to be it's mm. going to be Winterfell. Because they showed in the opening credits. Marine, and I'm like, and we're, we're not even going to see those places, There's so whatever. Hey, I, I, as we debate what we thought of the episode, on Twitter it's the same. Andrew Carlton at Drewski Carlton says it, it was an underwhelming episode. Arya was uncharacteristic. River one went nowhere. But uh, Boy Strobel, he's saying, hey, between Ian McShane, Sandor, and the Little Bear, this episode kept me excited until today. So it's split online. As, I'm going to freak out and go crazy when we get to Arya. We'll get there. Uh, guys, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, I don't want to bury the lead too yes. much. Uh, the Hound is back. The yeah, Hound is back. back. Whether you expected it or not, show reader, book reader this was this was a good moment it was it was fun i loved you knew something was happening with a cold open at oh, yeah. of a different show yeah. the, in the shire yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a flashback for a second i Anyone did too like that? i 100 no. thought it was a I brand thought it was flashback winterfell mm-hmm. being built or king's landing being built or I something i thought it was weird. a wall being built i was oh, like yeah build those towers I thought it was guys. a siege engine outside of river run um <laughs> but uh as soon as i saw this idyllic pastoral kind of shire scene i was like this isn't gonna last yeah. <laughs> i knew that this was the happy music from the happy music from the people working together yeah the women are making Making a delicious rustic meal of potatoes and some Everyone's buffet, happy. like Westeros Sizzler, and I just knew that by the end everyone was going to be teasing. dead. Even and this look here that Ian McShane has yeah. of just like looking around, like yeah, uh, this is, everything is good and happy. I'm nope. like, oh no. So here we are watching the opening, the cold open. We got Ian McShane playing Brother Ray, a combination of elder brother and Septon Maribald from the books, kind of a squished that together, and, and like a really good AA leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The bad guys anonymous. Meeting. And uh, so Al Swergeon is in. He's joined Game of Thrones, and yeah. It was one episode turn, but we get this moment here with this big man with a limp carrying a log. I will say this, I do really enjoy what uh, the directors do and what like the the cinematographers do Mm. for giving us little details that you don't have to say out loud. Like They showed two logs being uh, brought in by four guys each, and then here comes one guy carrying the same log with a limp, and right away you know something's happening. Like I I do dig those, and they're very good at them. It's good, and it's a good scene, so the hound is back. Uh, Emotional reactions, I know I've given mine. take me through your guys' reaction, Trisha. Okay, well, um, 
in the books, a lot of times they do make it look like maybe somebody's dead and then we don't see them for a book and a half. Sure. And then surprise, they're back. And they did that a lot more in the books than they do in the show, sure. I feel like. So I feel like maybe I'm just conditioned as someone who read the books to think, if I didn't actually see their head chopped off. Oh, that hope kept him going. Probably <laughs> <Yes>. still <laughs> like a year and a half. So it was not surprising to me when we saw the hound. I was excited, but it wasn't a surprise. I yeah. was like, oh, okay, here we go. By the way, I'm still holding the Stannis. Because they, men- <laughs> they keep mentioning Stannis more and more. They keep mentioning the head. Let it go. Let it go. Although Brienne did say... I believe that chopped his head. The word she was executed. I, I forget what the exact word was. I executed but him. But Sansa it's says he doesn't have a head <laughs> so this that, season. Seriously. Yeah. So that's your reaction, Michelle. Other than my text bothering you and your. No, you no. Know. You know, I will say this. I, I, I literally did write the note of like, what show am I watching? These people are happy. And then I think my note is, oh, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, limping, yay, Sansa. <laughs> I'm typing that out. Um, you know, I, I knew as soon as we saw Ian McShane because yeah. he had kind of leaked that whole thing about like. Yeah. The Hound earlier Thanks, and everything. Shane. Thanks mm. a lot. Um, and I really did enjoy it. I, you know, it was it was good to see the Hound back. Absolutely fun, right? Fun moment. Yeah, it was, it was a, a fun fist moment. pumping moment. Spencer, did you pump your fist with I, me? Yeah, I was pumped up. Uh, I love that he's back, and I like that he hasn't really changed that much because I love his character so much, and he really does seem like a guy that's maybe struggling with maybe allowing a tiny shred of morality into his life, but otherwise yeah. he's still the Hound we love. Right. And let's talk about his redemption and, and the whole theme of can you come back? That's for a lot of people. How Stark needs to come back. Jamie's got to come back. Uh, even Theon, Theon's got to come back. Uh, it's about that in this episode, the broken men and women of Westeros and Essos. Um, we ask this question all the time with Arya. Is, is she really a faceless man? Is she learning? This Does this episode lead you, lead you believe that we have a new hound or just a reinvigorated hound? Well, the interesting thing is, to me is like even if he is back and he's changed, the world hasn't. The world is still right. so brutal and it's going to put an arrow through your eye just for you know handing out food in the in a nice valley. But he um, uh, so he's not suited to this new moral world. He's still the guy that's going to stab you in the back and, and mm-hmm. just do whatever it is to win. Yeah, I believe he still knows how it is, as he tells Arya in season four, like, uh, how many heads have to be, Stark heads have to be chopped off towards you get it. I know how it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys, wh- yeah. what do you think on the path of, of the Hound? I would have liked to have seen more of the path. That's sure. the thing. I would I would have really liked to have seen him travel down this path of redemption and this path of, you know, maybe a different way before getting yanked back to okay. his true, to his quote, true nature. Does that make you believe, not believe it or it was too rushed? I think it was saying? too rushed. For okay. me, it was too rushed. I mean, first of all, I just want to watch Ian McShane all day, every day. Yeah. Personally, awesome. you know, I'll just go back and you know rewatch Deadwood for a while. But like, <laughs> I you know, I I do think it was a bit of a waste to kind of set this up and then yank it away from us in what fifteen minutes mm-hmm. of the show. Well, I mean, I think that was just it was kind of sad. I would have liked to have seen more and maybe have a mm-hmm. minute of like, oh, maybe the Hound can be happy or something. No, sure. <laughs> and I agree True. with you that with the fact that it did feel like kind of a waste. But I would go the opposite way and instead of saying spend more time on it, I could have gotten that in one scene. Now, oh, really? Yeah. Now, while I love the performances, and I thought mm. that was great, I didn't have time to care about this man or these villagers or this community at all. So their slaughter didn't really exactly. mean much to me as a viewer, mm-hmm. besides the fact that, okay, what did I learn from all of that time of this episode that was already too short? Mm. The, the hound's back. He's maybe questioning some morality things, but he always showed glimmers of morality with Sansa, with Arya. We've yeah. seen that before, so he's not totally a villain. Um, and now it looks like he's going to the Brotherhood, which is exciting. But I feel like I could have gotten, he's back and he's going to the Brotherhood in one scene. I don't know that I needed that spread throughout the entire episode. But what we also got was McShane, who provides who this great. amazing counterpoint to the High Septon, like his version yes. of the faith. And you right. get like the cool version, like he's the chill skateboarding priest who's gonna like take <laughs> you out Was it pizza. the same faith? Well, he even says like the same yeah. kind of line that the High Sparrow says about like, you know, mm. really pious people could know every line of the text, but they don't actually know what they're doing. And, he, you know, Ian McShane's <laughs> character is just like, I don't actually know. Right. I don't know. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if right. these are the true names. I'm just trying to follow the righteous path. And, and we're, we're getting to see here for those listening. We're watching McShane oh, talk to the hound, telling him to, number one, telling us how he found him again, kind of giving some exhibition, but also saying the gods still have a plan for you, which we'll talk about where the hound's going from this. But Spencer, you brought up a great point of Brother Ray versus the High Sparrow and two different aspects. Uh, the the kind of religious zealot who's kind of in charge and this guy who's like, I think they're all the same. 
know their real name. Here you saying, I don't even know. I don't even know them. Um, and I thought that was very interesting uh, to get that point of view on religions in Game of Thrones. Now that symbol he's wearing around his neck, is that the same that we've seen on the High Sparrow? Seven the That's the faith of the great. seven. Great, yeah. great. Same faith, which might lead to some think of, of where we think the Hound might be going or what he might be doing, mm -hmm. but different approach. And I think it was kind of refreshing. It was almost it was. the non-magical version, version of religion. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why it appealed to me. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what we, that's what we thought. Yeah. I just, that's a thing. And I, and I totally understand Trish's approach of this, of like, we didn't need all of this. But I kind of enjoy building up a character to get, like, if you're going to go ahead and slaughter people that you're introduced, you know, to mm -hmm. us, make us care about them yeah. a little bit more. I, I enjoy that build up. And, but yeah, I get it. I, I personally it, thought it, I, I got enough of McShane's character brother, Ray, I believe is what they're calling him, like I said, mm -hmm. that, I, that I, I, I was happy with what I got. And I'm okay, like Richard E. Grant said earlier in the season and during the play, there's no small parts. I was okay without Swearingen having this one great episode. Would I have liked to see more? Yeah, yeah, but I'm kind of like, I'm happy almost leaning to your side where I got what I wanted from the character. It kind of reminded mm -hmm. me of uh, that wildling woman um, up at Hardholm, yeah. like who they introduced mm -hmm. to us and was really right. cool and then just killed her right at the very end, too. And, yeah. I, and I think I had the same reaction there where I was like, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. A little I bit. actually cared about her in that moment. I did yeah. care about her. I, I feel like, like we got more of her than we did of Ian McShane because the whole episode and was And a lot Hardholm of people, uh, Elias yeah. Olofsson on Twitter are using hashtag watching thrones. Ian McShane this episode was like, yeah, he's awesome. Oh, he is dead. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> And a lot of people were like Game of Thrones in a nutshell. Spencer, what do you think about, <laughs> about the one shot? It's true. What do you think about the one shot with McShane? Where do you stand on him? I love it. I mean, uh, he's got things to do, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And he's not a big book character, so uh, I think that he was uh, crucial to give us that counterpoint to that side of the faith, and he was just what we needed to push the Hound into picking up that axe and blazing a one-man uh, path of vengeance uh, across right. the Brotherhood. Well, let, let's go as we watch uh, the Hound kind of uh, working through his uh, life again. Oh, here's at the end. This is at the end. We'll, we'll come to that here in a second. But we're going to take a call right now on Skype Ooh. on the hashtag uh, SJ Plus Live. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Watching Thrones. Where are you calling from? Hi. Hey. Hello. Uh, hey. Uh, yeah, I'm calling from Denmark. I actually called before. Uh, oh, yeah. Denmark. Yeah. Denmark. What's your yeah, name again? You cut out. What's your name again? My name is Kenneth. Yeah. Hi, Kenneth. Yo. What's Hi. on your mind? What's so, on your mind today? Yeah, well, I just want to say that I'm still pretty sure Tom is going to commit suicide because, like, with the thing where... Wait, that who's going to commit suicide? Uh, Tom? 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 Tom is going to commit suicide. Uh, so uh, that's the first thing, like, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. The right. second thing is, like, just to comment on the thing you were talking about, uh, the whole thing with, uh, with uh, the hound, what, what do you think is going to happen? Next, uh, what do you think the next step is? Great, great question. You're reading my show format. Thanks for calling. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to let you take the answer off air here. Guys, uh, we'll get to the Brotherhood and the Brotherhood striking. There's a mm -hmm. lot there with that. Let's, let's talk about it now, the future of the Hound. Is he changed? Is he all about revenge and hate? Do we got to send him down to King's Landing, or is he going after the brothers? Where do you where do you want him, or where do you see him going, Like you said, hate keeps you going. Right. Uh, I think that he is on a mission that's leading him straight, hopefully for a reunion with Arya if she survives, uh, but it may be leading back into uh, King's Landing. Maybe he's got a brother there that he might have a score to settle with, uh, right. but it's going to be violent. Uh, he's going to choose violence, much <laughs> yes. like Cersei. Mm -hmm. Definitely agree with that, Michelle. Oh, totally agree. I mean, he didn't really have a minute to change. He, he, mm -hmm. he seemed like he was listening to, uh, to Brother Ray. Yeah. there and he might have been mm -hmm. open to it but yeah you know slaughter will take that away from you pretty quickly <laughs> yeah Absolutely. he got a nice cruel reminder of how how awful the world is that mm -hmm. he lives in yeah. and you know if he did have any inkling of oh well maybe i should Nah. <laughs> uh, yep, absolutely. And that, that, that does talk to the fast-moving storyline through one episode. I, I get Mich Michelle's point there that maybe if yeah. you had more time, we, we might believe. But now we got it. We have our answer. He's pissed off. He's grabbing mm -hmm. that axe. Um, do we do we see him going to the Brotherhood first? Seems to make sense. Seems to make yeah, sense, seems right? seems like where he's going. A little logical uh, turn, a uh, surprising turn. What about the Brotherhood? So as as uh, Brother Ray is giving his uh, AA speech and telling everyone, which is a great thing, um, <laughs> talking about his past as a soldier and again why they combine these two characters the older brother uh, I think fought for the Targaryens or, or something like that correct me I'm sure on the internet you will um, the Brotherhood shows up and then we're led to believe that they kill these slaughter these people and hang Brother Ray. I think there's some 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 
possibility that he did it. I was watching my, with my friend Jessica, who was a crime scene investigator. She's like, this crime scene does not match up. No, <laughs> two crimes aren't committed at one scene often. I think it's a little weird. Um, so I, I could buy into that theory, but... That Ken's is, texting me that Brother Ray actually killed everyone. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that <laughs> was my response. Interesting. Like, okay. It's a theory. Sure. It's there. And then hung himself? Wow. Little Jim Jones massacre going on. Right. Get up on tinfoil there. Yeah. I didn't see one. those women brewing any Kool-Aid, but, you know, whatever works <laughs> with for With the matching yeah. Nikes. That would have been yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but this is out of character for the brotherhood that we know so far, yes. right? So first, I think we need to refresh and get a little Maester's lesson on the brotherhood yeah. without yeah. banners. Maester's lesson! We haven't had one in a while. Because <laughs> hey, everything's been totally new. So Maester's lesson today about the brotherhood without banners. Um, so basically, the brotherhood without banners is what became of the group that Ned sent out all the way back in season one when Gregor the Mountain was out raping and pillaging all over the countryside. Uh, Ned sent these guys out, said, hey, go stop that. And then Ned lost his head and everything kind of went Lannister. So the Brotherhood Without Banners was left a little bit deserted. Uh, they were left stranded and they kind of started taking in uh, deserters from other armies and became the Brotherhood Without Banners. Uh, basically kind of turning themselves into Westerosi Robin Hoods. They were going around stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, protecting the small folk, killing Lannisters when they could. Cool. Uh, and then we saw them again uh, third season, back in season three, when they ambushed Arya, Hot Pie, and Gendry. They kidnapped Sandor the Hound, and they were being led at that time by two guys, really. Beric Dondarrion and Thoros of Mir. Uh, Thoros of Mir being the Red Priest, Beric Dondarrion being the guy who can't die. This is also where we got kind of introduced to the whole Lord of Light may bring people back from the dead thing. So uh, at the time, uh, they kind of took Arya in, they let the Hound go, Gendry decided to join them, and that's all that we've seen up until this season. Now, here's the thing. We know that the Brotherhood Without Banners is not above, like, making a little bit of money. They sold Gendry to Melisandre back in the day, you know, for her own dark magic purposes without really a second thought. And they have been mentioned before in this season by the phrase when the sons told Walder Frey, hey, the Brotherhood Without Banners is rallying the small folk against us and kind of taking over. But... The whole idea of the Brotherhood was that they were protecting small folk and kind of taking out Lannisters. They didn't really necessarily have any huge beef with the phrase necessarily. So for them to come upon this group and peaceful commune and just slaughter everyone is a little bit out of character, but perhaps they're under new management. Hmm. Maybe. That is a good lesson and a big question, Trisha. Maybe. Without saying what we might think, so no, I see no. some people tweeting in, but some people might not know. <laughs> um, it's possible that the Brotherhood has a new boss. Just every, it's possible. Or something else. I, I just want to point out, we're mostly a show-only show. That's right. We're just, yeah. just going to say that right now. So, so. Trisha, to, to keep it nice and vague for everybody, um, but to, you know, throw a little bone to the book readers out there, um, I think that there are some things that happened in the books earlier on in these storylines that maybe the show is tying back in in one way or another. And my guess for that is based on the location of where we see characters going now. Oh, uh, are we talking about... See, I read no, the books no, and I don't no. remember this. Blank, no, no, blank, no. Blanky blank blank? Yeah, yeah blanky blank blank. Yeah, blanky <laughs> blank blank. We're talking about blanky blank well, blank. Well, blanky blank I don't think blanky blank blank's coming. Well, maybe. Yeah. Blanky I think it'd be blank, too complicated. And maybe other storylines where <laughs> certain characters cross paths that maybe haven't happened. Yeah. We don't know. They, in the show. Know. I don't know, but we're all guessing at this point. Yeah, no one has any clue. Oh, but I think Blanky blank blank wouldn't have done that either. We... <laughs> the, the thing is, is there has been a notice that the actor who plays Thoros of Mir has shown up or like yeah. was filming this season, so it's possible that he's back. We don't know. Which could just so make sense now that the yeah. Hound shows up. and but The Hound shows up. Yeah. Or that he's just a red priest out there, and you know, yeah. that Lord of Light mm -hmm. is kind of still recruiting. Who knows? It's getting big. And I always liked the Brotherhood. Number one, I try to grow my hair like Thoros, but um, <laughs> I, I, I liked them, so I was, I was disappointed that if this is truly what the Brotherhood yeah, did, I was like, what's going become. on? Yeah. yeah. These are extreme times, man. They might just that's be true. reacting to the High Sparrow, and they got, uh, you know, the guys with the maces running around, and they're just, uh, uh, you know, right. eye for an eye. 
Yeah. yeah, a lot of people out there. Jack Shipley, our good friend Jack, saying I never got the impression that the Brotherhood was a bunch of murderers. I didn't either. And no, they really weren't. Uh, they, they I mean, they would occasionally rob you. They would, you know, they, I think they took some stuff from the hound and left him with like a piece of yeah. paper as like a marker. But that was about <laughs> as much as they ever really did. They never yeah. took out, they never really murdered small folk. They were fine with killing Lannisters and sometimes Freys and Boltons right. because they were still vaguely allied with the Starks. Mm-hmm. But that was about it. Th- so this, this, this is a little out of character. This could just come down and maybe the Brotherhood is really, really about the Lord of Light now and the seven-pointed star, seven gods that the maybe. Brother Ray was talking about was, was against what they believed in. Guys, we Could do be. have a lot other things to yeah, talk yeah. about here. Well, it's not their style to hang someone. They should burn them. So maybe they didn't True. do it. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Ah, I'm, a, I'm a truther now. <laughs> You're a truther. Uh, let's go to River Run, guys. <laughs> Out in River Run, we've got the Kingslayer and the Blackfish. This is stuff that I love. First of all, Braun is back. I Yay! love Braun. And they're not in nice. And they're Yay! not in Dorne. Got some. I love. There was no sun in this episode. Yeah, no sun. <laughs> it's true. I love Bronn with the Lan- Lannisters. Uh, don't say it. Don't even say it. Uh, <laughs> I loved all that kind of stuff. And I, I personally really find the phrase funny. You described them so well. Spencer. Oh, they're like the guys in Monty Python just hitting the mud with a stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really are Westeros' most hapless family. <laughs> At some point, the phrase decided, "What should we wear in the battle? Eh, some leather sock caps." Yeah. Oh. Uh, we don't need armor. Scrapping and jerking. That's all we need. Yeah, that's all we need. Um, I love this stuff. There was some crisp, fun, like I said, season one dialogue to me with Jamie, Braun, the phrase, and then the return of Blackfish. We got a lot of returns this season. Oh, yeah. The stories mm-hmm. are coming back. Oh, yeah. You like Blackfish, Trisha? You happy he's back? I'm happy he's back. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a really interesting scene between the two of them. I enjoyed the interplay of, oh, so let me finally see the Kingslayer. Not impressed. I thought, that, I thought that was fun. I thought it offered, mm. a, it gave us a nice, maybe this will be an equal battle situation. Or at yeah. least, like, here's a big character versus another big character. Right. How cool is that armor, mm-hmm. by the way? Oh, yeah. my Very gosh. Cool. Awesome. Oh, their armor. Yeah, so, Jamie's I was wondering, awesome because too. we've only ever seen Jamie in the Kingsguard armor. So, yeah. like, this Lannister armor, dude, oh, yeah. cosplayers, get on that. Yeah. Yeah. That is Great. awesome. It was beautiful. I'm, I'm, that was gorgeous, I'm growing my gorgeous. beard to be like Blackfish. So, guys, uh, <laughs> we got two, idol. two popular characters. Jamie, his road is a little weird. I always say that Jamie's a little bit like season one Jamie again. He's definitely learned. He's definitely different. Maybe mm-hmm. not as powerful as he wants to be. Right. Blackfish clearly put him in the, his place here in this scene we're watching now on the bridge. Um, I want to ask you guys, in this battle, who do you root for? Because the Blackfish, you kind of can get behind him, take him back his home. Mm-hmm. We like Braun, and we kind of like where Jer- Jamie was going, but the Lannisters are still not the people we want. Who do you got in this fight, Michelle? Oh, I'm full on Blackfish. Why in the world would you want the Lannisters and the Phrase to win this thing? <laughs> you don't like, have any mercy she, for Jamie? Jamie tossed a kid out of the window in the first season, in the first episode, man. Forget he, it. No. He feels bad about no. that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the river this is River Run. This is the Tully home. These guys are the invaders. It's their fault. I'm yeah. just putting it out there. No, no, no. I am I am Team Fish all the way. Gotcha. My yeah. chair's falling apart. You're you're, 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 you're <laughs> What's the matter with you? I think you talked me over to your side while I I do hope Jamie finds some personal redemption and maybe, uh, you know, does well in this battle. I, I don't want the Lannisters to end the war officially. You know, the war is yeah. still alive for these guys, for the Tullys. They're still fighting, and you got to respect that. So yeah. I hope they mm-hmm. hold out for a year or two, you as hope, they say. Yeah, which was great. I love that you got two years, Kingslayer. I love that uh, Danny on Twitter says, I don't really understand Blackfish's decision. I feel like he has doomed his people. We like the Blackfish. Do you agree with that, Trisha? I like him. Um, I, I don't know that I'm a clear pro-Blackfish in this fight. Okay. I feel like I'm just sitting back with my popcorn and I'm just just waiting what happens. <laughs> I'd be okay either way, um, but it's very interesting storytelling for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think Blackfish? You're, you're on Blackfish. Oh, you, yeah. I just. Do you like, think he can win this fight? I like guys? the character. Well, yeah. I mean, as he said, yeah, River Run is built to withstand a siege. There's a reason it hasn't really been taken over before by the phrase, and I'm sure they would have tried if it was right. possible. So yeah, like, and I like the fact that he's like, yeah, two years, uh, King Slayer. Do you have two years? Because I'm pretty sure there are people coming after you. Right. There's this whole Dornish thing. There's a lot of people that don't like mm-hmm. Lannisters. But on the other hand, nothing gets me on your, uh, their side like slapping a fray in the yeah. chops with a big metal hand. That was easily the second best slap of the series. Tyrion slapping Joffrey was number one, but yes. that's a close second for me. Did my hand fall off? I struck a king. Uh, JT, I think we have that clip of, of Jamie just gold hand slapping the fray when you when, oh, it's when it's so up. Give, give, give it to us, JT. And here. I just uh, like how it just illustrates how... What the yeah, fat finger say to the face. 
watching this now, if you're listening on iTunes oh, or uh, Spotify or Stitcher. Oh, good. Jamie. Nice hat. Unless you shut your mouth. talking. What do you think I do? I don't give a rock. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, so how good. can you root against Jamie? Right. It's a tough decision, Michelle. So good. It's not that tough. Not that tough. Not in this case. Not that, in that this case. That bath with Brienne, where he he lays it all out, why he's the Kingslayer. You didn't. You don't feel. You don't go back to that moment. Yeah, good for him. He jumps he's in the bear pit. He's still trying to take an ancestral home away from Catelyn's uncle, and this is Catelyn's home, and it has been their home, and it's part of the North, and okay. he's trying to go where. He does not belong. I go, go, go! Scurry hey, back to Castle. I still Rock, don't know man. that it's going to be a full-fledged battle. I, I, I agree don't with think you so either. Too. This right. might be a lot of talk, and it's mm-hmm. a paper sign. And at Dutch Movie Guy, hashtag Watching Thrones. I am one hundred percent Team Jamie. The Blackfish can't win and just has to die. Oh, wow. okay. Rough against right. the Blackfish. Um, Edmer, when, when's Edmer going? Yeah. <laughs> oh, anytime now. <laughs> doesn't at any point. Him I don't guy. care about. Yeah, I don't, you, don't care guy. about Edmir at Edmure all. Edmir doesn't care I'm, about Edmir. No, He's like, no. do it, fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I'm over this. Yeah. He's along Let's for the go. ride. You gotta kind of like the Blackfish just going, yeah, whatever. You would have to think in his position, you would at least feel somewhat responsible for the Red Wedding because it was your wedding. Yeah. Even though technically it wasn't his fault at all. Mm-hmm. If but I were him, I feel like I would be inflicting some yeah. self-guilt there. Yeah. A little bit. A little, little self-loving there. Do we have a call there, Lon, in the booth? We got something going. Let's take a call right now and talk about some of the issues with our callers. Welcome to Watching Thrones. Hey! Hello. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, my name's Sam, and I'm from Manchester in the UK. Nice. Yo, yo. How you doing all the way over there in Manchester? What's on, what's on your mind for today's episode? Um, I wanted to take it on to Arya, if that's all right. Um, we'll dive I'll, into Arya. Let's do it. Sure. Um, and ask, how do you think she's going to survive? How do you think she's going to survive? Well, the first question that I might put out, and I'll put out to you too, Sam, do we think she's really hurt? I mean, what? it looked pretty bad. It looked pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> but you don't know. There's some it was magic. A belly. I actually rewinded to watch the wounds again after yeah. the episode was over. To make sure it was There's actually real blood. There's a belly slash, a jab, and a twist. Sure, Which, sure. by the way, yeah, uh, look at remnants, remnants, then, remnants of the Red Wedding right here. Yeah, yeah look at that twist. Yeah. Uh, hey, I agree, guys, but... Those faceless men have some weird things going on. The big question, the big question for me, guys, is this just one of the worst scenes where Arya learned nothing and was like, <laughs> hi, old lady, I've been walking around town yeah. telling everyone who I am, I'm dead, or was it a part of a bigger test from Jagan Agar and the faceless men uh, for Arya? Uh, where do we go with like this? we have to take the show at their word at this point. Yeah. You think, okay. Yeah. And Sam, Sam out there, I'm going to ask it. you in a second, too, so think of the answer. Michelle, what, you, you had a problem with it? Well, that's my problem with what the show's been kind of doing this season is I feel like there's mm-hmm. been too many se- too many shows where you have to take them at their word and you have to kind of accept what's on face value and as much fun as it is to sit here and theorize about like oh what's really going on I feel like that hasn't really been paying off this season <laughs> so you know like basically when they tell you it's a spade it's a spade like yeah, that's it there's, well, it's not like secretly a knife that's you know <laughs> hidden in the spade handle whatever like you know which is why this scene pissed me off because yeah. I yeah. feel like we've gotten so many seasons of Arya learning to be no one and learning to be smarter than than this. Yeah. And instead, now she's just letting herself be ambushed by the wave. Even and if it was a test, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. She didn't learn anything. Yeah, I'm I am still kind of being that that skeptic, I am that hopeful skeptic, if you will, where I want to believe that there's something more to it than what we're being shown at face value, mm-hmm. but it's hard it's getting harder and harder and harder right. to keep feeding mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Um yeah, I mean, has she learned nothing? Have we wasted a season and a half? I mean, that looked pretty deadly, though. It looked like a, very similar to the wounds that John took, yep. and he was dead. Um, but the fact that they, she didn't actually, we didn't see her die before the episode ends, then makes me think, okay, so she's all right. right. Is it maybe part of a greater test? Yeah. I think that's what we're all hoping for because none of us want to see that time and that character wasted. Be like. Go kill her and make it painless. But he did True. say make it painless, and she straight up was like, I'm going to make you suffer as much as possible. So right. maybe somehow that will twist it back, and she'll, the waif will be the one who has to right. pay the life, and who knows? Who, who knows? knows where we're going Sam, here? Sam out there in the UK, what do you think about this? Weigh in. Um, yeah, I think the daredevil training was apparently useless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I interestingly think, though, this is her way out, and... What I thought was a really good theory by my girlfriend, actually, was mm-hmm. uh, that she's going to stumble into Theon because they didn't make it clear where Theon was. 
And I think that part well, they kind of did is the thing, because at the very beginning when uh, that that ship captain that she threw money to at the very beginning of that scene, that ship captain says the Iron Fleet is in Slaver's Bay. Which yeah. is not where they are. Yeah, they're they're at the Long they're, Bridge of Atlantis is where that whorehouse is. So it's yeah. the one that uh, uh, Tyrion peed off of. Absolutely, and, got and where he was kidnapped. Right. Now, gra- granted, is it close enough for that to happen? Enough. And it the great, the Yara and Theon are cooking. They're moving. Those ships yeah. have engines on them because they're going fast. <laughs> I like that theory. I think but that's cool. Be. But it could still happen, Sam. Right? That's a good theory that maybe yeah. Theon somehow gets involved and and uh, and and saves. Do you think Arya Lady Crane may, might come back and make an appearance and save her? Kind of like a retribution of mercy thing. Who's Lady yeah, Crane? I, the actress she was supposed to I, kill. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Sam, <laughs> I what do you think? <laughs> I definitely think this ultimately ends with the wave getting stuck with the pointy end. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I hope. I just don't have to get to that. We she's, have to believe. Although yeah. I have to say that scene where she's walking through wounded at the end and not knowing which face to trust—that was really cool. It's good stuff. Sure. Very okay. well done. Is that what your take? Because yeah, my—I I wasn't sure what to make of that scene. I was like, wow, this city's weird. They're cool with blind kids getting hit with sticks, sticks yep. and little girls walking around <laughs> bleeding from the stomach. What is yeah. going on? I, I took it as she couldn't. She kept she looking for a face, face and couldn't find okay. a face to trust. I, I, for a second, I thought, is, is this where Serio comes back? Yeah, Arya yeah. deserves to die at this yeah. point. She's, okay. she's made uh, dumb choice after dumb choice, uh, and this episode really capitalized it, where she's just in no disguise, throwing money around, standing mm. alone on a bridge, letting old people approach you. Like, she should know better by now. Exactly. Yeah. 100% agree, 100% agree. Sam, thanks for the call uh, and listening all the way out in the UK. Uh, we'll keep, uh, we'll kind of wrap the, the Aria discussion here. We, we can come back to it again. But yeah, the question's like, uh, why didn't Waif, the Waif finish the job? Is she just yeah. a bad assassin? So again, and Michael Bates kind of sums it up on Twitter here using the hashtag Watching Thrones. Aria's behavior does seem out of character. It's either a long con or really, really bad writing. That's And that's <laughs> right. the thing. And I feel like the way that the season has been going so far, and now that we're just straight up into show only, and we are only going with that, and we don't have a lot of basis off the books anymore, especially for the Aria stuff, I'm worried that that that's what they're going for. It's only face value, and it is just right. really bad storytelling. And that's what that's what I'm scared of. Uh, I am too, because uh, again, bottom line, mm-hmm. test or not, she still was just wandering around. Sure, still that was dumb. She let yeah. herself get but stabbed. But if it's the long con, yeah, let him stab. Let him think sure. you're dead. Is that the only way to get out? Do you think she goes on to face the waif again, or Brit's revenge, or Jagan, or Dunn still tries to leave? Where do you want this story to go more than where do we think, I guess is the question, Michelle. Well, now at this point, I just want her out of there. I mean, if, if this is what they're going to... Out of Bravos Out of Bravos. Yeah, may as well just head back to Westeros, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was so disillusioned by this scene that yeah. I, I, I almost it wasn't don't even my care favorite anymore. Either, yeah. Almost don't even care anymore. Yeah, I have no idea where she's going now. Yeah. I mean, if we're hoping that this all was some big master test somehow, the wave's going to be the life that's sacrificed, and she's going to go back, to, you know, and get a face or get whatever, and then be dismissed on her way. Maybe, maybe, but right. I feel like we're, you know, we're holding our breath on that but one. Like, what happened to the really cool ending scene that we had in the last episode yeah. where she had a needle and she like went to right. hide out and she blew out the candle in darkness? We're like, oh, cool, daredevil yeah. time. No, yeah, we had a big fight coming. Nothing. Did right. she even oh, have? Oh, don't oh, grab it. Spencer's there grabbing it. She gave it to us. also grabbed the pointy ears. <laughs> Spencer's got needles. There, Spencer added some needle. interest to it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Aria came here. Uh, no, I wish she stayed a faceless man, and mm, I thought okay. that would be an interesting way for a character to go, is to have one of the Starks turn, not evil, but certainly not mm-hmm. uh, lose right. her identity uh, from who she was. I thought that's what we were all having fun speculating about, is is she going to lose her soul? Right. Clearly, no, and she's just kind of waffling. She's picked up some pickpocket skills, but right. not much happened. Into her character, yeah, she's so still the same Arya. We, uh, we, uh, yeah. Could this be a final <laughs> test? Could this be an issue? Uh, and Lon and I in the booth were discussing this before the show. I want to give him credit on the theory here that hey, maybe Arya, Arya still has to die, and this is a you're oh. dead now. You're no one now. You can still go, go back to Westeros. We got a mission for you. There's some people over there we'd like you to kill. Okay. Uh, maybe putting that that out there is a possibility. I guess, but I, I never thought of the many-faced god as the drowned god. Like he's not about killing and coming back at all. It's more like no, no. We've given you the gift. Of 
of death, you're mm. taking it and you're going to like it. Right. They have talked about the many-faced god maybe being all of the gods just under the name the many-faced god. So that could be a stretch if you are going to run with that sure. idea. But Now what sure. would be cool and bold is if they do kill off Arya, but they get to keep the actress because like, the waif just puts, puts her face on. Oh, and gosh. Get to, we and then the waif worlds. goes out throughout the yeah, rest of the right. seasons as Arya. Arya. Yeah. There we go. There well, we here's go. a thought to our, our friend Janine, uh, Janine Debean on Twitter. Uh, she says, would have loved for Gendry to pop up and help Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe while well, she was swimming, different. he's just rowing. Like, just I don't know how we Hot pie hits her with a biscuit or something. She falls oh, like, off the bridge. Right. Yeah, when she was in the water, just this big beefy arm comes in <laughs> yeah. and grabs her grabs and puts her, her in the boat. Hey, hey you know. How you doing, my lady? Awesome. Um, so, uh, the next thing I want to talk about is House Stark. It's dead, kids. House Stark is dead. John is on the campaign trail. And we have the scene that probably stole everyone's hearts. Uh, actress named Bella Ramsey. So aptly named for a so child awesome. of 10 in this day and age of nerd culture. Bella Ramsey is now Leanna Mormont, of course. She's portraying this excellent part that stole, for me, the entire show. Oh, for sure. Totally. I loved her. Loved it. This is Jorah's cousin, basically. Uh, John's flailing. Sansa's flailing. But Sir Davos, the Onion Knight, steps, steps up. Save, yeah. With the steps save. up. Guys, take me through your reactions to this wonderful scene. She's One so cool. Favorites. She's my uh, uh, pick for the next king. I think she should make all the decisions from here on out. <laughs> she listens to her advisors, but not all the time. She's not afraid to be strong. She can show compassion. Uh, yeah. She's uh, Give her 62,000 men. Uh, I, yeah. I want to see what she can do with that. That's uh, you know A lot of people coming out of it uh, mm-hmm. were so impressed with not just the actress, but in story, the character itself. Only mentioned previously when she wrote that letter to mm-hmm. Stannis and mm-hmm. said, nope, we're going to bow to the Starks. But the Starks are kind of real in here. As always, the Starks are kind of always on that uh, on well, that verge. I loved when she brought up that point about, but are you really a Stark, Sansa? Yeah, when, yeah, when she asked her, she was like, I thought you were Bolton now, or was it Lannister? Lannister. I can't remember. I can't keep it straight. Ooh, that was such a good burn. Burn. It's absurd for that burn. <laughs> you be like, and you're a snow. Neither one of you are Starks. Yeah. I dig it. And I just, I love that both of them kind of tried, like, you know, talking to her like she was 10 instead of like a true lady of the house and right. both just got shut down and both of them just sort of went, well, I'm out. What do you got? Yes. <laughs> and I loved Sir Davos getting that moment to shine. That was a really beautiful character moment for Great him. Speech. I loved it. He's so good at that. He's so good so at that good. perspective because where he's come from and where he's gone and it kind of sums it up in this scene. He's talking about, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, he's got a lot of experience talking to little girls, which sounds creepy, but he makes it not <laughs> creepy. Uh, him and Shireen and him and Liana, yeah. they're, they're great chemistry. It definitely sounds creepy. Absolutely. But he does have the best line of when she says 62 men. He's like, well, if they're half as ferocious as their lady, the Boltons are doomed. Uh, I'm like, yes! I think, yeah, 62 and and then 1-1, like, uh, they're great. Yeah, sure, why not? They do get the Wildlings, which is a good scene, and Tormund Giant Spain, for once, not winking and flirting with Brienne. He doesn't have her around. Uh, I I did like that scene. And no Melisandre. Which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. I looked for her, and I thought it was her, but yeah. it was Sansa. I'm also, She's moisturizing. I'm also trying to time this. I believe Chris Van Houten got pregnant, and I'm wondering if they kind of kept her on the side. Oh, okay. There was just some logistics about that. Leave it to Ken Maybe. to follow the actresses day to day. I'm really into Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, I just I was wondering that too because she was there previously. Yeah. So it she, seems she's a little up odd. at the wall. And so it's I, like, where's she been? And Lady Liana Mormont was there with all the troops, and I love that she's going to battle right along with right. him. That's awesome. Love yeah, it. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I'd hate to so see her. Cool. I'd hate to see her go, but you would. But also be strong leader, very strong badass. Leader. Do you think she's gonna ask for Longclaw back? No. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> John way, didn't whip that out. John's like, like hey, oh, uh, here's your family no, sword. <laughs> I like this. Uh, at, on uh, Twitter, at Toyota Camry, uh, underscore Camry says, uh, t- uh, <laughs> Sponsor, with, a, with a K. Uh, <laughs> if if Lil Mormont was sitting on the Iron Throne, this show would have been over like two seasons ago. She's yeah, not I, playing. Totally. I agree she's with that. She's not playing. Absolutely. Guys, I, I want to ask girl. this big question to you, because they go to House Glover, and uh, Lord Glover Ain't having it. Nope. And I thought it was a great scene. Mm-hmm. A little bit of an old style scene. There's a lot of that dialogue, a lot of that great stuff. Um, and, and even Davos knew I can't get this guy here. How can the Stark name be reestablished? Well, I think they're going to have to go to a sympathetic third party, which is what uh, Sansa was writing to uh, at the end of the episode. But yeah, clearly the North doesn't really remember, or they well, remember they don't give too a shit. Well. I think <laughs> the North remembers too well. Like they were like, no, no, we answered the call and you screwed us. That's because a good point. Yeah. You, you're, you're king in the North got us all killed by marrying someone else and not fulfilling his promises. So it's almost like, no, the North remembers, yeah, 
No, we're not having it. That was a rough reminder, and it was also really nice that he pointed out that the Boltons helped them get their lands back Mm -hmm. from the Greyjoys, because we've only up until this point seen the Boltons be real jerks. Yeah. And so it was interesting to see them helping someone else and how that impacts the Mm -hmm. politics. It does, absolutely. And and, and for someone who hates Magic Spencer, this episode had a lot of your old favorite politics, right? Maybe why I liked it. Yeah, it was a lot of uh, real politic on both Mm -hmm. sides. And I love, like you were saying, the different uh, perspectives that it showed. Like, I I love just the little touch of the wildlings calling John a southerner. Where I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, from their perspective, he is from right. the south. Um, right. So just things like that. And then, like you mentioned with the Boltons, uh, mm-hmm. it's cool to see things from all sides. Yeah. And let's talk about the team here of Jon Snow and Sansa. Uh, Rob and, and Catelyn kind of had a similar thing with Rob was good as a, as a leader in the field and a fighter. But Catelyn knew the politics a little bit more. John and Sansa both came up with a little bit of lessons and they each know a different aspect to this. Do you think this is a good team if they can get it together? Sure. I don't think Sansa's there yet, is the okay. thing. I think, like, she she kind of feels like these houses should have more allegiance than they do. Or I think I think this is her starkness kind of coming through, to be honest, of, like, mm. expecting everyone to be honorable and expecting everyone mm-hmm. to rally the banners and everyone else around her going, yeah, no, we don't work that way anymore. Right. She but, didn't get to spend enough time with Littlefinger. But that's what she, happened. That's she was saying. learning she a little bit. She did get some lessons. Right. But now she's calling on him, we right. think, probably. Think. Uh, All right, so she she talks about House Kerwin and and writing them, uh, which is a house very close to Winterfell. And another name drop of the Manderleys, by the way. Manderleys. um, But that raven, so is that our prediction? Because a lot of people ask it on Twitter. Uh, We think she's writing Littlefinger going, sorry. (laughs) Oops. uh, You know, kissy emoji. uh, Would love to have you back. Um, JK! I mean, it's like a, it's a, it's victory in a box. He's got all the knights of the veil. They're fresh. No one expects them. Uh, like the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, I, um, I can't resist. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, clearly her, uh, the easiest ally she can get. Yeah. I, also, too, I had a fun. Someone just tweeted this. Uh, Lucas uh, at LJ Dub AAL. Uh, I love that the smaller house has got some spotlight in this episode mm-hmm. too, and I do mm-hmm. like that too because we get to see some of the other players who are like, "Hey, we mm-hmm. live in this world too, jerks." Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. nice because I mean, even before it was like Ramsey and Twenty Good Men did a lot of damage, so who knows how much damage sixty-two Bear Islanders might do? Right, like right. that's yeah. kind of cool. I like it. It's it's a big fight, the Battle of the Bastards. It's definitely coming. I guess the big question is 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 the Vale going to be involved? It makes sense. So I, I think we all kind of agreed there that that's if who not, she's that's riding. That's a long march home for them for right. nothing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with Baelish uh, wearing his his uh, Apple Watch, uh, he, you can travel around that time. I love that thing that was going around. We're watching her here. I wonder if uh, yeah, can we sneak a peek? JT, bring that up again, JT. Bring I that, tried bring to that. see what else was on that, that's that very note. Blurry. It looks like that last word is you. I think it's that's a Stark, well, and that's you. If you're listening on iTunes, your, we got a freeze frame of what we can grasp from that letter. <laughs> I, I don't know if she knows how seals of wax work. Yeah, that wasn't sealing anything. She's learning. She's learning. Sansa's learning. <laughs> One thing at a time. Well, it does prove stuff. that it's from her, but yeah, it's definitely not sealed. Usually goes yeah. on the outside. Yeah, exactly. And Daniel Wolf uh, echoes what you were saying, Michelle. The North remembers more than the Starks being murdered. They 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 know they got the big picture. Again, the small houses, they're people too. Uh, a lot coming in there. It's definitely building towards the Battle of the Bastards, but we'll see who's fighting who in that big battle. Uh, I do want to talk. Let's talk. We got uh, the Rose and the Sparrow to talk about, and Theon drinks up. Let's dive into Theon drinking up here. Maybe we'll take a call on. Um, uh, we got a quick scene here. I personally, this was not one of my favorite scenes. Um, other than, you know, all right, there are the Long Bridge that are Whorehouse, yay, cute, and and the did have one of my favorite moments though when Yara's like, "All right, you've had some bad years, Theon." He's like, "Bad years, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I haven't been depressed." I did kind of dig the grow a spine drinking a g- drinking game though, yeah. like you know, just no, okay, take another drink, take it. I'll correct myself. It's not that I didn't like it. I just I, I've seen this before in a way with y- Yara and Theon. I'm glad maybe, I'm hoping it sticks. Really Someone being you? depressed and then drinking? Where, why would that seem familiar to you, Ken? <laughs> it's my Friday night. Ken Ned's on drinking game. It's my Friday night. Every time you're self-depreciating, take a shot. Um, I, liked, I like the reminder of how hard the Greyjoys are. Yeah, okay. that's like, what it was to me. Their way yeah, to we're not deal a sympathetic, compassionate people. They're pirates. Man up. Drink the pirates. your damn beer. Yeah. 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 Get a loop in your mouth. Let's, let's your do this. <laughs> it definitely speaks to her style, but I mean, for me, again, I hope I hope Theon has learned a lesson. I hope he's lifted his eyes up for the last time, and now they can go get into some action. Yes, if he if he lapses back into Reek after this, I'm going to be angry. Yeah, I don't need one more scene of her it. going, I, are you with me or are you against me? I'm with me? Yara on this. I'm just yeah. like, all right, we're, we're done with this now. Like, I get it. Yeah. You had some bad years. There was some stuff happening. But yeah, man up. Let's go. 
They're probably the worst years ever, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I gotta yeah, side with Theo yeah. on that. Which, by the way, too. I'm, so years, huh? That he was with Ramsey. This timeline well, on the show gets right. a little janky sometimes. Sure, Crestor's baby should be fourteen, but he's not. He's Seriously. still six months old. But yeah, the timeline sometimes gets a little. should have the waist length hair again by now. <laughs> it gets a little weird. That some people are going back. They're watching the letter. They, the only thing we can really make out is fulfill your, fulfill your. Jason tweeting in. Michael Bates tweeting in. Okay. Um, but that could be okay. anything. That, that could be, be hey, Baelish, fulfill your apology. Yeah. Promise. Uh, fulfill your and Sansa Stark. Or, That's what we got. Or yeah. writing to several houses, and maybe Baelish is one of them there. Um, so uh, do we think... Uh, maybe she's writing to Winterfell. You know, oh, to, the people to the people there. I mean, if maybe. anyone still cares about the Starks, it's them. Could be. Could be. Um, someone, someone's actually done the math here. Mads Nielsen at ThronesFan11. One Bear Island man equals ten mainland men. <laughs> One northern man equals ten southern man. We hear that a lot. So 62 Bear Island men equals 62,000 Lannister Murphy. <laughs> Woo! But we're not That's going great. against Lannisters, and it's said that Winterfell can withstand True. a ten to one, and, and True. We'll, we'll throw more math in there. It's going to well. be a good fight. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, as we wrap up Theon Yara here, guys, where do we think? Uh, well, we know where they're going. They're going to Marine. Do you think Danny, once she gets back there, and, and Tyrion, and all these people are going to be like, "Cool, come on board. We need your ships." Well, they do, um, but but there's a lot more ships coming right behind them. So I think yeah. that it's going to be a case of, "Oh, you guys seem interesting. Oh, who's that behind you there? Oh, he seems insane." Um, so uh, it's going to be uh, a big confluence of Greyjoys and Targaryens. And it's like, what Greyjoy do you want to join? Yeah. Well, he didn't, he didn't take that stopover in Volantis. Yeah. He just went straight yeah. to the I Dragon I feel like Queen. Danny's going to like look at them both and say, okay, who's actually in charge here? Right. Great, thanks. Which does not bode well for yeah. Yara and Theon. Yeah. Well, it might be actually kind of cool for her to look at them and say, who's in charge here? Cool. Come meet my dragons. Yeah, come stand in front of my dragons and let's see what goes on. <laughs> come say on hi, B. Yeah. Um, and then you're left with we, Theon and Asha. We do have a call on Skype. Let's take the call now. You are on Watching Thrones. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, um, I'm Pam calling from New York. Hey, Pam. Hi, Pam. How are you doing? What's on your mind today? Where do you want to go? Um, well, I wanted to talk about Arya again for a second. I know that kind of derails the talk that you were having. Hey, Pam. No, no. It's, it's your world, Pam. We're living in it. What you got? <laughs> um, so I was just wondering if they could, like, lay out the rules of the Faceless Men again. Because, like, especially last episode, too, like, is anyone allowed to ask for anyone to get killed? And then they get killed. Or, like, when Arya was asking for the three people that Jacqueline gave her for saving the three mm -hmm. people, she only had three. So why can't she just then go and say more names? So, now that so she's a couple things. Um, as far as uh, how the faceless men work, my understanding, and please, guys, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, mm -hmm. is that uh, you they basically do act like mercenaries. Um, they get paid a price, mm -hmm. uh, which doesn't necessarily mean money. I think it said mm -hmm. at least a bit, a bit in the books of like you know the the price may not always be the same, but it's always something dear to the person. So maybe they might have to give something up, not necessarily money, uh, but that's how they get contracted to kill someone. One. As far as the three names, it was because Arya saved Jack and uh, Rorge and Biter in the books. I don't yeah. know what they were called in the show, but those three guys who were in that cart, uh, she let them uh, kind of save themselves when the whole camp got overrun. So because those three guys were supposed to die and Arya saved them, then the many-faced god got cheated of those three deaths, and so then Jack and Hakar said, okay, you give me three names, and those are the three guys that we will give to the many-faced god. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of sum it up? No, it sums it Pam, up. Pam, does that answer your question? Or help? No, it absolutely does. I had forgotten that there was, like, the price that you had to pay from the mm -hmm. books, so I just wish they could bring that into the show, because I read them, like, four sure. years ago, so I yeah. can't remember <laughs> Right here with you. Yeah. But I mean, that, like, the waif, too, is able to just be like, well, since Arya failed, I get to kill her now. Yeah. No, I agree. And look, it's, it is very confusing. It's still too. confusing, and I think intentionally the faceless men. We're not kind of not. They're a mysterious organization. Mm -hmm. We're I think going to learn in parts doled out. So I, I think it's almost right to be confused. Mm -hmm. Completely, uh, and sure. that and that's where it gets into like, okay, well now that Arya hasn't died or Arya didn't kill someone, is it you know? And Arya doesn't die. Can the waif die instead of her? Can anyone? Mm -hmm. So right. yeah, it's it's it gets right. a little weird when it comes to which lives the many faced god is actually going to want. I think the show did a really good job of highlighting to us him saying, "I don't." want her to suffer 
and the wave specifically doing things to make her suffer. So I feel like Mm. we might be going somewhere with that. And we've always said the wave seems to have a lot of personality for for no one or faces. (laughs) Personal grudge. Did did anyone else, and Pam, I'm going to ask you this too, did anyone else notice that it was very similar to how Talisa died, or sorry, the the wife died at a red wedding? That's exactly how she was stabbed. Yeah. Huh. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a thing or if it's just was a Aria small, pregnant? weird little detail. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> little Ned. Pam, I don't know. thanks for calling in. Uh, we appreciate you yeah. calling in from New York. Um, all right, guys, we do need to talk about uh, this final thing before we start wrapping up here. And that is, like I said, the Rose and the Sparrow. We have learned that Marjorie, thanks to a very pretty note, uh, is still very much in for her house, House High Garden. She's still mm-hmm. playing for that team. Little bit of uh, mm-hmm. trickery going on. I don't know how well she can trick the High Sparrow, and he tipped his hand a little bit here going, hey, you haven't had sex with Tom and Tom is wingman. <laughs> you gonna make a baby here? Because I kind of need that plan here. Um, can we just pause a second and, pa- yeah. and think about how awkward and fun that would have been to see Tom and complain <laughs> to the High Sparrow that oh, he's not getting any okay. ass? Yes. That, sure, that part would have been fun. <laughs> me, me and Sir Pounce were wondering why she yeah, has uh, got naked with us. She uh, used to come into my bedchambers <laughs> and... Uh, Play with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think about Marjorie's power play here? The long, not just this episode, but what's going on. Hosma Juzer on Twitter says Marjorie proves she's become more cunning than Cersei. Uh, there was always kind of that battle between her and Cersei. What do we think of where she is now, Trisha? I don't know that it proves anything yet. Okay. I feel like we still don't have any answers. So we were left wondering last week, what's her game? What's she doing? We still don't know what her end game is. Right. We have no idea what she's going to, but at least now we can, we're can. we pretty certain she hasn't bought the Kool-Aid. Right. She's, she's in it for her family. That's fantastic. And I loved that moment where she's forcing her grandmother to trust that she got this. Mm-hmm. Right. And grandmom's like... Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was that was very cool for me. Now whether okay. she actually has this or not remains to be seen. Right. Yeah. I did like the moment she had where uh, she said, and this goes all the way back to when we got introduced to her in season two. I am the queen. That is all she wanted. That yeah. was her goal. So she has that. So it makes sense. She's not going to leave. She's not going to give that up. She's going to work any way she can, include being this pious person, mm-hmm. to try to hold on to that. I did. I did like that kind of callback. Mm-hmm. Right. It was good. I mean, I. I, I I've always liked Marjorie, and I always yeah. I think she's still learning. I still think, but but I just don't know if she can out outsmart the High Sparrow, right. or is he oh. just so now focused on his goals that he's slipping up. Yeah, I think he tipped his hand kind yeah. of in this moment where you see that he is really a player of the game, and he this is kind of a, a front for him to gain power. I thought right. that became really clear at this point, where he's like, "We need to secure an heir," talking like any leader of any old house, right. um, and, and just a great acting job by uh, Marjorie. Just the yeah. little winces she would throw in there, and the and the winks and the the tears and stuff like that. So she, a, a great performance. Yeah, I liked her. Grab. I was so I, I was an idiot. When she puts the note into uh, Grandma's hands and squeezes the note, I thought, did she just break her hand? <laughs> what was that She's sound? really like, get out of town. <laughs> oh, it was a note. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I liked it. I thought like I thought it was interesting that the Septon uh, obviously knows she's smart because he doesn't have to say much to be like, hey, by the way, your grandma's next. Like, right, which again to me was him really tipping his hand or part of a, him counterplaying her. Well, no, I, I think he bought it. I think he bought it, but yeah. he wants he wants he the wants power players out. out. Yeah. He wants these yeah. other power players out of the city and knows Elena is smart enough that could be a problem. Right. Obviously, he's not really worried about Cersei, which yeah. he he might be. That that yeah, which and by he's the not way, really worried about Elena Marjorie. and Cersei thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. I well, thought he really got his way there. He wanted her out, and she was like, okay, great, done. Yeah. And which, I mean, I guess, really conspiracy theory, we could think that she is still drinking the Kool-Aid, and that was just her way of manipulating her grandmother to get her out for, yeah. you know, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. again, I think, like, we have to kind of take what's given to us in this scene, mm-hmm. and yeah, with the note, and, like, her actual, I think she had that real moment of emotion when she was mm-hmm. hugging her grandmother, so and too. Unella couldn't see her face, that, yeah, I think I think she's, this is a long con I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the show is kind of force-feeding it to us still a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, we've always said that the high sparrow stuff. I love Jonathan Price and Whitstone, but it's been a little so I was happy to maybe get some his tip in his hand, but also moving things forward. Mm-hmm. Who's playing? Who? And a really it was interesting cool speech with Olena, and, and it gave us a great scene. Cersei in the yes. mountain walk in, and this was again when I talk about old season one Game of Thrones, the stuff we all so fell in love good. early on. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot too, There's been like, a lot. but you're pretty much the worst. Yeah, um, yeah. There's wild stuff here. <laughs> Diana Rigg is so uh, good in this part. So good. One yeah. thing I did notice with this speech, which mm. I thought, I know, it's 
second or third rewatch, which oh, was interesting to me, was she's basically pointing out all the reasons why Cersei has nothing to lose. Hmm. So I, that's kind of what Excellent I took question. out of it. That yeah, like, she's back to no corner. At first I was like, oh yeah, well obviously we already know all these things. But the fact she's actually saying all of them out loud to Cersei, that literally the only thing Cersei has left going for her in King's Landing is Tommen. Right, and if that's I taken mean, away, just saying, that's there's a wildfire underneath that's a great, that city. Great point. I think Cersei's proven. I don't believe. I think Cersei strategically might believe and understand she needs House Tyrell, but I think in the end she'd still want them out of the picture anyways and still make her move towards him. So, yeah, Cersei backed in a corner is a dangerous character. Very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, any thoughts on that, Trisha? Oh, I, I think that in that moment, I feel like Cersei realized. Yeah, I'm pretty screwed. Like, when she pointed it out and said it out loud and was like, before, you had to rely on Jamie. You had, like, you had these people surrounding you. You don't have any of them now. Mm -hmm. And everybody who's here doesn't like you. Like, when (laughs) she pointed that out, you could just kind of see it on Mm. Cersei's face of, like, yep. And she even says something like, what are you going to do? Like, kill. Yeah. She, she says something, and I wish I remembered the line, but Olena mm. says something to Cersei about, like, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Kill them all? Essentially. I yeah. She's yeah. And try. I was just like, crap. Yeah. Way to give her an idea, man. As we know from scenes from the next, she chooses violence. She, uh, yep, and she's and I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm so trial. Yes, violence, please. So that's where, <laughs> as we start to look next week, I'm going to put calls out there on Skype. Yeah, you can Skype in at SJ Plus Live. We're going to do some trivia by Ooh. combat. Yay. So if you're calling in from this point on, you better be prepared to go into the arena for some <laughs> trivia. Yay. All right, and uh, we'll get that going there. Uh, we do have a death count to get to, though. Uh, we did say goodbye to he was gone so soon brother ray housewarden mm. e mcshane comes on the show for a one term but it was memorable whether you like that or not he and his flock are on the way out I know we're a little disappointed overall. We only got one episode with McShane, but it was a good one, right, Michelle? Yeah, it was a good one. You'll take any, that. Any Ian McShane is good, McShane. Right? <laughs> Damn straight. And for you, Spencer, I can see this is a brother you could get behind, right? Oh, yeah. I'm a, uh, I'm a convert. Uh, I'm a McShane theist. <laughs> um, I don't know about the religion of the seven, but I believe in him. Yeah, I'd follow him great. in anything. I'd build a barn or whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah, build, but yeah. yeah it's like a good life. Yeah, yeah. And it I do, fantastic. I do agree that the opening mm-hmm. was, in watching it now again, just too happy. Oh, yeah. Everyone <laughs> was like having a good time. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, we're 100% in the Shire. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we do have a caller for Trivia by Combat, so let's Ooh. get into the fighting pits right now. You're on Watching Thrones. Who is competing? Hey! Oh, we can't hear you. Turn your turn your audio on. Love that background. Hey, Yo. there you are. Oh, there we go. Hi. We can hear you now. We can hear you now. What is your name? Where are you calling from? I'm uh, Carlo from New York. Hello, hey, Carlo. Carlo from New York. New York. Cool checking posters. In twice Dude, today. nice posters. Yeah. You are a movie fan, Carlo. Uh, number one, let me ask you, how'd you like this episode? Where were your uh, favorite moments or least favorite moments? Um, I thought it was okay. I definitely liked the uh, Jon Snow recruitment. Uh, mm-hmm. area of it. I thought that was kind of interesting to really see where they're at because we just assume that all those other houses are with them, but like, are they really? That So that cut, uh, other dynamic was kind of cool to get a mm-hmm. you know sense of. Absolutely. Definitely. It's good to see the other side of things. Hey, what'd you feel about the Hound coming back, Carlo? Um, yeah, I loved that. <laughs> Carlo, are you ready for some trivia and some trivia by combat? Uh, yeah. All right, so here's the rules for those that need a reminder. We got three questions, easy, medium, hard. They get progressively harder, in theory. Uh, Carlo, I'm going to ask you the question, and if you feel you can answer it, you answer it. But if you feel you need to declare a champion, you can declare Michelle, Trisha, or Spencer as your champion, and they will answer the question. If you get all three right, you need to stay on the line so Lon can get your information, and we'll send you a T-shirt from Screen Junkies. Are you ready, Carlo? Yep. All right, first question. Finish Jamie's quote that Braun cut off. A Lannister always pays his debts. You got it. First one in. <laughs> All right. Good warm up, Carla. Good warm up. All right. This was mentioned a lot in this episode this week. Name a Game of Thrones character who is a eunuch. Varys. Lord Varys. You got it. You got it. All right. This one, this one, Carlo, is about uh, if you watch the episode in detail, like uh, like I do on my lonely Sunday nights, like Spencer was saying. As seen, as seen in the background of this week's episode, the sigil for House Glover 
is an armored one of these using a scarlet red background. Got hard pretty fast. Got hard fast. <laughs> um, what can, house? You can well. What's the sigil of House Glover? Basically, is the question. You can declare a champion, or you can take it on yourself. Uh, declare Michelle. Oh, mm. Michelle. It's an armored glove. An armored glove, an armored, armored fist. fist. You are correct. Well, that's yeah. very literal. That yeah. is <laughs> literal. Yay. Carlo, you declared a champion at <laughs> the right time. You're uh, the winner. So stay on the line as we uh, wrap up the show, guys. Uh, Spencer, big episode, controversial episode in terms of people liking it, but there had to be something that we learned. Uh, truly a lot going on, but really my big takeaway was the White Walkers are coming, the Hound is alive, John's back. Things are moving too fast. We need to slow this thing down. What am I going to do? Am I going to watch uh, uh, Westworld? Am I going to watch Arrow? What's going to replace this in my life? Because we all know the books aren't coming out. So I say, what we learned is it's time for some spin-offs and prequels. Now, I don't say that lightly because most things don't need spin-offs and prequels, but I'm talking the Hound walking around settling scores, Hobo with a shotgun style. I'm talking like a like a shark tank, but with the Iron Bank of Bravos. Oh. Uh, I think uh, Leanna Marmond uh, struggling with uh, managing a house and being a pop star at night like Hannah Montana. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, and the prequels, Dance of Dragons, Dunkin' Egg, like Bob the Builder, or Brand the Builder, not Bob the Builder, that's the good show. But I mean, they're making a trilogy, out of, a movie trilogy out of Tetris. So they can give us at least 10 more good years of Game of Thrones content. That's what we learned tonight. Absolutely. I agree. I want to get the Shark Tank of Bravos, is yes. what you were pitching earlier, and pop star Leanna Mormont. I can deal with that. Hilarious. Get behind all of it. Guys, this was a, like I said, an interesting episode. A good friend returned. Uh, much more to come. These next three episodes going to get violent. They better. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> a little sweet better. Trisha is like, they better get violent. <laughs> Burn them all. <laughs> <laughs> Brienne coming back, meeting up with her uh, love, Jamie, or is it her new enemy? Will they fight, Michelle? Will they fight? Will they love? Can you tell the difference? Does it matter? I'm excited. We're gearing up for the Battle of Bastards. Are you excited for next week? Well, we know you're yeah, excited for next on. week, Spencer. What it's are you time. looking forward for maybe coming out of next week's show? It's go time. Uh, I think uh, I, I need to see some blood spilled. I'll, I'll just settle mm. with that. Blood spill. Trisha, you just want violence everywhere? I just want stuff to happen. <laughs> and at least if there's violence, something's going to happen. The story will progress forward, and that's what I want We've to had see. an undead giant hanging around for like seven episodes. Yeah. Have him do something. Have him do something big and cool. I yeah. think it's coming. I think these next three episodes are going to be big, and you can, of course, join us here live every Monday on Screen Junkies Plus at 1 p.m. Pacific time to break down every episode. And don't forget, we have podcast forms of this show out in the ether, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. You can hear our beautiful voices at any time of the day. Guys, thanks again for joining us. Trisha, we love it when you're here. Thank you, you for having me. bring the passion, me. bring the fire of a Targaryen. Uh, yes. Tell them where your adventures can yes, be followed. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at ThatGirlTrish with no I in the girl. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube.com slash me doing Super Gamer Builds, on my channel YouTube.com slash Trisha Hershberger, and on Comic-Con HQ doing the show What's News? What's, what's News? <laughs> what's News? What's news? News. Michelle, with your uh, basketball jersey for Winterfell, yeah. I hope you're going to shoot some hoops right after. Absolutely. The North always remembers <laughs> and shoots pool. But do they rebound? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It shoots, it scores, it saves, mm -hmm. it does it all. Uh, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at, at Michelle Boyd. And Spencer, I'm sure we're not going to be able to get needle out of your hands. No, no. Uh, I will not area this in a little stone. Uh, I am at Spencer J. Gilbert on Twitter and right here on Screen Junkies Plus. A lot more common with you on Screen Junkies Plus. Look for that. Um, you can follow me at Ken Napsuck across all social media platforms. Use the hashtag Watching Thrones during the week to continue the conversation. Just give Spencer 15 minutes to start the Just episode. 15. And, Just 15. And Michelle <laughs> wants to pour her wine is what I definitely have learned. Uh, especially thanks to Lon Harris in the booth at Lon's on Twitter. You can uh, include him in the conversation. Yeah. He helps me with all the research to get this show ready. Ryan and Ryan. We got two Ryans making us look pretty today. Making up Yay. for the zero last week. <laughs> JTE in the booth and the Dark Horse in a, and Things from Another World and Factory Entertainment. We want to thank you for all this stuff, so especially cool. this Hound's Helm, which I have worn so in the cool. office <laughs> and I've had nightmares of it getting stuck in my head. But I'm going to give it one more go. Guys, it has been Watching Thrones. We want to thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone.